This week's episode, we have Scott Trotter, a man that wears many, many hats, one of them being marketing and branding. Listen in to the hundreds of little nuggets you can learn all through the podcast. Welcome to the Butcher Barbecue Podcast, world headquarters, Wellston, Oklahoma. The Butcher Turn Pitmaster, your host, David Bosca. Welcome, everybody, to this week's episode of the Butcher Barbecue Podcast. You know, you can have the best rub, the best sauce, the best barbecue restaurant, the best barbecue store, and none of it is that good without the right marketing, the right people in place to make this happen. And the person I got on the phone today is Scott Trotter. He is a friend of mine. He helped me get straightened out and market and label and brand and do everything I needed to go to the next level. Scott, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. <laughs> there you go. Tell everybody a little bit about you. Tell, tell, them, tell everybody kind of you're the guru of marketing, in my opinion. And so kind of tell everybody what, what you've done. Oh, me personally, I just, um, got a interesting career in, in advertising marketing and, uh, goes back about 30 years. I graduated from OSU Okmulgee, which in my opinion was the top of the line graphic design and, and digital marketing type platform to, for education. And from there we print, worked at print shops and agencies and all over Ended up working at Tulsa World for a while, worked for just about every uh, major company in the Tulsa area and all over the, the state and different places and just got to meet interesting people and had fun and, and help bring them up to a level where I think that they their advertising exceeded a lot of their own personal expectations. And that's me. I just kind of started my own agency about 20 years ago and have been just having fun I meet friends, uh, I like what they do, and then I figure out ways to help them go beyond what their own imaginations can come up with. That's absolutely right. If I'm not mistaken, the first time I met you was at the safe place in Tulsa, the ABC. Does that sound right? No, no. Security Centers. Security Centers. Yeah. That's the name of it. Security Centers. Yeah. yeah. Security Centers with Scott Jones. I got to really, he's he's been one of my dear friends for, and actually one of my mentors for the last 20 years. One of my first... Oh, one of the first businesses when I started my own agency and was running around just doing all this neat stuff with everybody and we became friends and, and I tell you a lot of stories about that, but we, we started from nothing. You know, we were both just kind of struggling and we built a, uh, an empire based off of some very simple ideas and we, we looked out and around and what everybody else was doing and we decided to do everything different the same, but different. And in doing so, we created a lot of really interesting platforms that are still in use today. Uh, there's an international uh, gun safe company, you know, or national, and uh, all these different things that come of that. But yeah, when I met you, we were selling Traeger grills, and we yep. become like the, the top Traeger grill seller in Oklahoma and all this stuff, because we, we don't do anything half-assed. We go all the way in. And in that <laughs> was when we met you, because it was, I, I we started, I think, I think Traeger was selling your, your rubs and we had some, and then we invited you up to do a little cook show and that's where you and I met and, and hit it off and, and we produced the whole little cook show. It was a lot of fun. And then from there, we just figured there was a way to do things a little different. So that's absolutely right. That's when I invited you down to my little cul-de-sac for lack of better words. Mm -hmm. And we just said, okay, let's, let's see what we can do. What, 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 your ideas are you'd already, I'm pretty sure researched butcher barbecue, looked at the stuff. Then you come down and, and what I loved about the first time you ever come down was it was inside the meat meat market. And you said, I love this, man, this is good, but it definitely needs improvement. I like this, but man, this part of your label and you paused. And I remember you said, it's pretty bad. <laughs> you, we need to do something about this. And I'm like, that's what I need. I need someone that need that knows ton more than I do. And with that in line, there talking about it. Let's talk a little bit about so the listeners listeners can understand your eye, what you look for. Tell tell someone, for lack of better words, the steps. If you're starting with a new product. <laughs> What would you look at to take it to the market, and where would you start marketing it? Okay, <clears throat> this is pretty interesting because right now I'm, I'm I'm trying to educate my young 15 year old son very similar concepts of how to develop his own sound and music. Okay, so 
um, it's very similar in this advertising game with with your labels and everything like that. What we look at is we look at the labels, and 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 I, I have a an interesting career and a lot of years of I know print. Uh, you got to really know what your media is, what's the final product, and how it can look if done professionally. Some stuff is just you can tell people just like printing it off on their own. They're doing their, their own self labeling and things of that nature. And, and there's a, there's a lot of things that that in a, in producing big um, pieces that are going to be seen in, in in major locations like Walmart's and uh, you are like an international thing. So it's like it had to really stand out. We want it to be just really crisp and clear. And, and when you see it, it just it, it just pops. And there's there's a lot of concepts in design and everything that uh, you're taught in in art school and and our kind of background. I mean, I'm, I have a college education in this thing, and, and in doing so, they they taught us some psychology. Some of it's psychology, just figuring out what people's eye are really going to do. There's certain things that kind of like the study of that, how they shop. Yeah, kind of. Um, it, it's also in how the eye moves around an object in inside a, a design. There's, there's a lot of concepts behind that, but I personally will see what I'll look at what we got and say for you. So this is many, many different businesses throughout my personal career that I've uh, helped develop. And what we do is I go in and I, I, I look at what you got. I see the potential for it, uh, but I got to really like you too, because I'm not a, I just don't work for anybody. <laughs> you got to be a good person because I got to, I got to learn about you. I have to study you. I have to study your business. See, I didn't know nothing about barbecue spices when we first met. And that's where, you know, I didn't know nothing about gun safes when Scott and I first, uh, Jones and I first met, all these prep people. And you just don't know about them. So you, you basically, I, t- I took a college course on David Bosca and Butcher Barbecue. And I went out there and I looked at all your competition, everybody else, what they're doing, how they do it. We just, we, we, do you remember that? We, we researched everybody. Mm-hmm. You're saying, well, here's, I like these, these, these people, and and here's these people are doing this, and, and we check them all out. So we take all that information, we look at all the different aspects of everybody else's stuff, and then we sit down and you think outside the box. And I am one of these people, I actually live outside the box. So I'm no, I never heard of Totally. I think I'm a, I, I came in town with a, on a spaceship or something, I'm not sure, but. <laughs> We can see everything from the outside, and that's kind of being just an observative. And, and uh, don't just do it as a, just a job. I've got to make my money and get the hell out. Invest your, your time, your, your heart, and your, your mind into it to where it will you can develop something that's different than everybody else. If you can think like that and you can, you can just don't copy. And unfortunately, a lot of people have to copy because they just can't conceive outside of these realms of what they, they perceive from from other you know folks so you get a lot of copying going on a lot of a lot of a lot of folks don't have skills either to or money or whatever to 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 do kind of you know these art artistic you know looks and different things like that so they just kind of do with what they can and because you know they just try to save money here and there but finding good talent and i don't know i'm not saying that i'm you know anything special but there's just good talent to find someone who can see but you, you got to find somebody who's willing to do the research and learn about you because I became your friend, we became friends, and in that I I owe you more of my time and my energy. So I put it into you, into your business, and help you do stuff. Because I still believe in you. This is something you know. Even though we just do what we got to do to take care of our families and friends, but you had a really great vision, and I I got to see what you did, and you invited me to a world championship thing in Lynchburg. That just kind of solidified everything for me. Like, all right, this guy's he's the king. I got it. That's that's right. That's what I want to tell everyone. We spent hours and hours together before the trip, after the trip. We had so many things we wanted to do that was out of the box. And just to clear the air a little bit, Scott has went on and done tons. And one more, I want to get into that as to what he's got going now. Um, but he has gotten so busy that I now lean on him when I just got an idea because uh, his time is so valuable that, and I, I absolutely trust his friendship so much. I know he's not going to lead me down the wrong path. So right now I'll call him up and go, Hey, 
I'm doing this. I'm thinking of this. What do you do? Because he knows my history. So I absolutely still lean on him. And we'll get into with what you got going now a little bit later, but but keep going. Well, I don't know. That's uh, as far as the, the concept of what we were. The first question was really, how do you, how do you do this? Or how do you okay. think outside the box? It's just, it's, it, my, my, my answer to that is really is study. Is study. Find out, learn everything you need to know about that business. Because I was not a barbecue guy. Okay, I, I was not a, a cook. I didn't do that stuff. But in the time that I spent with you, you taught me because I wanted to learn. And you took me to your your son's place over there in Wellston, butcher barbecue stand. I got to see what you were doing there, the the concepts of what everybody was doing with that, and and how you inspired all this. The, we we learned about each other, and that's that's personally. I, most of my personal business and they, they were all my friends. And if, if, uh, if I didn't like you and we didn't get along, I wasn't working there. It was just a simple thing. So I personally, I work with friends, people that I care about. And I, I invest my personal energies into you because I believe in you. That's my, my way of doing business and how I've done what I've done. Just, yeah. I enjoy it, and I, I, I care about the people we're doing it for. Something that stuck with me when we first got started was how you kept talking about consistency, consistency. Either it was on the the label we were producing, uh, Facebook ad, gosh, I drew like an email flyer, whatever it was. Yeah, labeling everything you do. That's right. Talk a little bit about and if you need just say about like us from everything from our background on the uh, a flyer the the wood the everything just talk about consistency and and why maybe okay all right that's pretty easy one that's a, a a concept that you're trained to to work with in advertising marketing is it's, it's called branding just like you're branding a cow <clears throat> you put that brand on that cow and that cow will have that brand on it for the rest of its life it will always be known as that cow with that brand you know, my, my father was 2T, and that was it. It was a 2 and a T on there, and that, if you saw that brand, that was that was a, a trotter cow. Now, it's the same thing with what you just you did. You're, you're branding your company, and with your concept of, of, of business and how we were working, we, we developed a look that uh, I just, I liked a lot of the things. We talked about, you know, what you liked, and we, you know, we had wood and fire and all these different things that kind of spoke to what it was you're doing and with design work specifically yours your piece there is just it's what speaks to the mind of people that are looking at it if i'm looking at a label and it's just got words on it and no backgrounds or nothing it's just eh, and i gotta read it well i want to see labels that speak and they tell a story as soon as you see it and yours had wood and fire and, and this great bold text and this amazing uh, logo with a, a cleaver on it. That right there jumps off a off a, a shelf when you're amongst so many. And if you go, you and I both spent some time in a, where were we at? Was it Shawnee or somewhere? We went yep. to the grocery store. We were filming some stuff. And yep, we saw Shawnee. this whole giant wall of, of seasonings. And if you remember, we looked at all those. Do you remember what jumped off there? There's only two labels that actually popped. And yours was the one, the main one. They just, they stand off and you, off the shelf. And that's another way of getting back into, oh, the concept of how to be different. You go look at what's on the shelf and then build something totally different from that. Yeah, I do what it's called. I've always called the four foot, six foot, eight foot rule that whenever I'm standing in an aisle, a shelf and in cap, can I still read it at those distances or do I have to get a foot from it to even know what it is? That's something that right. I've just done, not knowing what it's called, but that's just what I call it. Well, and I, I may rabbit hold that a little bit. What was the original question? I'm just uh, consistency. Why, why? Why? Oh yeah. Why, okay. Yeah. Okay. As far as consistency, so again, that's branding. So we need to know that this is once you establish that. If you go try and change it every year, man, people ain't going to be looking for it. They're they're you got to. It's like the McDonald's arches. Okay, you drop a McDonald's arch on anything. Anything even looks close to McDonald's arch, people are going to think McDonald's. Period. With your with your look on your logos and stuff, that's just like we were talking about these these things are sitting out on the aisle. Every day people are walking by there and seeing that. And you know, they gotta jump off the shelf and literally jump into your basket because it's just so cool and, and that's one of the other things we had different words uh, that were we used to help do that. And it's just mm -hmm. it's just speaking to the human psyche, I think, as far as how you um present it. The consistency is it has to be very, they have to recognize it. And branding is your logo. Your your logo, really, that, that cleaver 
logo is is really your your main brand. But you can you can use that, and you you get a look. And we did that, and then I think uh, went into your wild season. And you know how you kind of we we talked about we keep that similar look, kind of still still using the woods and things like that. But you just change it a little bit, or it's still the same, but not. And that consistency is how people are going to continue to recognize you. And every time they see you, anytime they see anything like that, they're going to know who it is. They see that axe cleaver, bam, there it is. You know, on your podcast and things, you you have a big yellow um, logo there with a cleaver logo in the middle of it, just big yellow background. But that, bam, it hits every time. And everything you do just has to have that consistency in, in, in look. So it, it all speaks to you, to back to, they, they immediately think of, oh, that's that, that guy. That, and that's the reason I chose the yellow for the podcast is I wanted it different for the podcast, but I wanted my logo right in the middle because people that knew yep. butcher barbecue, I still wanted them to associate it to us, but I wanted to where if they seen that, they're like, Oh, that's the podcast. That's not the rub. That that's the reason I did the yellow. Yeah. But that, but that, and that's good though. But this is the, the point is you, it's a, your logo is your brand. It's yeah. just like my talking about my TT on my, my dad's cattle. Yours is that, that logo, and it's just on your stuff. Now, the consistency is that we, we developed a look that with the wood and fire and all that stuff. And the consistency is not that we replicate that exact look all the time, but everything kind of has that same feel. It's all got a consistent look about it. And the brand, your logo, is the key point to all of it. It ties everything together. You just have everything kind of works in unison with with this one magnificent logo that you have. Other branding, it's more than, or it's also part of the label. It's it's doing a social media. Oh yeah, let's. Oh yeah, <laughs> this is not my forte. Um, I've got a Facebook page for the different businesses. I post once, twice a week. I I am probably not the greatest social media worm out there what do you've got to say about social media oh man well it's 2020 social media took over everything and uh all of it there's entertainment theater everything kind of got shut down all this stuff i mean i have friends all over the all over the nation that uh you know are basically don't have much to do other than social media stuff and we're all trying to develop ways to to work on social media now well we were already kind of doing that or at least i was in, in with my business set and it's just when every when everything kind of gets locked down like it is, and it was already kind of working towards that anyway before all this really hit. You just have a captive audience, and everybody's on social media, but you got to figure out who your audience is. Where is your audience? Social media, I believe, is the most powerful platform in the world right now. That's hands down. It's it's bypassed you know print and radio and everything else, in my personal opinion, because advertising is is all about what's on these phones now. These people are all on their phones, and if they're not on their phones, they're on their computer at work, and they're hitting YouTube or Facebook every time they or Instagram, whatever, uh, every time they get a break. You know, it's just because we need that kind of we need stimulation. We need some kind of entertainment, but it's also a, uh, it's just a, it's a, it's a gratification thing, and they use it all the time. I mean, I do too. I mean, it's just, it's, we're, it's a tool but it can also, it can make money <laughs> yeah. if you know how to utilize it. So it really, it's just about getting people to, to start paying attention to you and, and what's going on. Now with you, I little cook videos and little fun stuff like that. We can, that's how we, we got to communicate with each other. And then the word social is the, the main piece that people kind of, they, they kind of skim over social media. It's, uh, social media, they use it as an advertising platform. It's been really saturated with advertisements anymore. I know you've seen that. It's almost like the days when we were watching cartoons and, and a commercial come on every five minutes. And you're just like, oh, gosh. It's kind of like the same thing now. And we're just saturated with advertising. So your information has to be really relevant and it has to really pop. And it has to be, uh, people have to, you have to catch your attention. So it's a different it's just, way of branding, but interactive yeah, branding? Yeah, no, I like that. Yes, yes. So same same thing, but you're, you you establish your brand. Now you're going to take it, you're, you're putting it into different platforms. Uh, media, social media. Media is a term that's used for all. That's print. That's that's radio. That's it's media. It's it's how we communicate um, our advertising platforms and everything. So social is that it's personal. And see, like myself, I use a lot of personal things. To, it's it's more for like keeping in touch with family and friends, and you know, keeping everybody kind of together, and we're all informed. But then we are also, you know, marketing and, and working products and things like that. And there may be things that we like that we want to share out there and, and 
and that helps get others to go out and want to purchase and get involved with certain certain companies, whatever. You know, your seasonings are so amazing and so unique. That's, you know, when people see this stuff and, and you just got to get in front of them because they're not going and picking up uh, magazines and doing this stuff. They just don't do what they used to do anymore. Our, our, our times have changed dramatically. You know that. This social media, and it's all right here on your phone. And if you can get that, that message to them, then you might be able to, to get more sales and more, you know, promotion for your, your company. So yeah. I don't know if that answered your question. Huh? Absolutely it did. Okay. Let's take a big step back when you had to take everything that you know and that you were doing, and you moved to Pahuska, Pahuska, Oklahoma, folks. What is the big thing about Pahuska back when you moved there, Scott? What, it, what does everybody know about it? Well, what the world knows right now is that this is the home of the Pioneer Woman Mercantile. This is Reed Drummond and, and what she's done on the Food Network and this lifestyle that she promotes, and it has become this this very organic entity that just kind of popped up here in, in Oklahoma. This is a these are a private this is a private thing. These people are doing this on their own. It, it's not a political thing. It's not a government thing. They just they're just out there doing their thing, and it's awesome. They are good people. But we we lived in this in this county for ten years, and I've been seeing when I worked Tulsa World. I I hear about her blog. We it's just all this cool stuff, and I had. I was always really impressed by it, but it was also a very, it is something that everybody wants because we all live in boxes, literally in these hands, in our hands, these little computers and in these homes and in these little yards. And she represented represent this, this rural lifestyle, this better way of living and homeschooling and all that stuff. And it, 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 it appealed to me. I personally, I went up there not because of necessarily of her, but it was because she was a catalyst for all this. And, and, and I was seeing what people were doing up there, I was amazed that there was this this thing that was happening so close, just in my own backyard. And I'm like, gosh, this is this is fantastic. And I see the potential. And I saw so much potential because there are so many good people. There was so much good stuff here as far as history and and all these things. But the pioneer woman started something, and I liked it, and I wanted <laughs> to follow that. I want that because, like you, David, I. I liked you, and we, what you had, and what, and you personally, you represented something that I could, I could believe in. I wanted to believe in, and I wanted to help, because that's my personal goal in life, and I want to help folks, and do things, and ultimately teach my children, and other children, and and things of that nature, but she represented a, a rural lifestyle, a better way of life that I was not seeing in a lot of places. And we came up there. I actually started off to just, I wanted to get an antique store for my folks. And so we, they just kind of kick back or tired a little bit and, and we run an antique store. Well, I, keep elaborating there. Now let's go on into everything that you've done there. Start kind of like right there and how it evolved. Oh my. I know everything that you can talk about. I should say, I know there's some things <laughs> that you may not be able to talk about from business aspects, but right. I want the world to realize what Scott can encompass in his mind, what he's got going from, oh, wow. well, I'll just let you talk <laughs> about whatever you want to talk about. All right. Well, I'll try to make it short, but I, I, I rabbit hole a lot. I don't know if you know what that means, but oh, I'll, yeah. uh, I'll spin it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm one of those guys. I, I follow that rabbit hole. I'm always I'm late. I'm late for a very important date, so I'm always hitting those holes. But okay, well, what this was was um, I saw this thing up here was going on, and I was like, my gosh! And, and I was I'd aged out on on a lot of stuff. I'm I finally got to that point where I don't want to keep up and relearn all these new technologies and all this stuff because I'm I'm just I'm hell. I'm in my mid forties, and it's time to change. And I can't keep up with these kids. I don't want to. The technologies are moving faster than we can handle. These young kids, that's who we need to get up there and, and take, you know, charge that. But I was ready to change and go a, down a different path, but it was time to maybe do something for myself because I, I like to work for other folk and help other people ri- rise up. And in doing so, that's where I get my true joy as my friends. I, I like helping folks, and, but you got to make a living too. So we've done that and done well. We uh, we ended up falling into this surreal existence up here that just, I can't, it's just so, it was a, such an such a interesting story. But we came up here, I was looking for this uh, place to, to buy for an antique store. And, and I was in the midst of China. I was going to buy this building right across from the Pioneer Woman. It was this prairie dog something. Uh, it was like a little eatery that had been closed. And it was this really neat corner building. Boy, I was I was, I was, was on it. It was right across from her. I was like, this has got to be it. And it was for sale. I've been trying to get a hold of it. And this this lady and, and uh, 
turned out Pioneer Woman just bought it. So I'm like, oh, wow, hey, great. And it turned in, now it's her new Pioneer Woman P-Town Pizza Place. There's a Charlie's a candy store type. It's a, it's an ice cream shop right downstairs. So I'm so glad they, they, they needed all that. This was, they, they, they've done so much for this town, but it was, it was fantastic because it, it sent me on a different path. And I ended up <clears throat> meeting a good friend of mine, Cody Garnett, who owns the Buck and Flamingo. And, and, the what? Uh, wait a minute. The what? <laughs> Buck and Flamingo. <laughs> okay. Keep going. It, it is the world famous Buck and Flamingo, by the way. No, he, <laughs> he, uh, he also had a little pawn shop. And him and I hit it off. We, we were just very like-minded guys. And, and we just became good friends. And he kind of showed me around town. He introduced me to some folks. There were some people in town that were trying to sell a piece of property there. And, and it was a... Uh, two-story building down on the end of Kaiheka. The top floor is a hotel, and downstairs was uh, retail shops. So I met them, and, and through a, a long, uh, really surreal experience that it, it would even happen like this, but it did, I ended up um, working a deal and, and purchasing this, this business from them, and we got started. So I'm not a hotelier. I was an advertising marketing guy. We bought a hotel. I started going <laughs> to the hotel business. Makes sense to me. Yeah, So, but it was. I saw these people standing in line at the Pioneer Woman when I'm there, okay? <laughs> That's what got me. I'm like, Your head's always thinking. Yeah, there's hundreds of people standing in line, and there's nothing to do. So one of the things, you know, we, we just, we, we start doing other things. I, I built a uh, promotion company. At the, at the exact same time we, we did this hotel, I put in a promotion company, working contracts, were completely remodeled the, the whole look of the, the building. But in my perspective of how I like to do things is I want to come in and I see something good. And I want to help everybody reach that, you know, that great place where we can all go. The, I don't know how, where you, what do you call it, but it's just that, I like this, but I think this could work better. We could do this kind of like we were talking about in the original when we first started talking in this this podcast. I come in, I look, I like that, but we could change this. I like this, but this could be enhanced, enhanced something. We we you know we're missing pieces. How do we build these pieces? So I started doing. I did the this first ever guidebook in this town. Nobody ever in the history of this town. We've done a guidebook like this, and and I've done like I got like four four editions now on this thing. But I also started doing VIP cards and. And I went and helped others, and, and I'd see people that they were doing good, but they could they needed just a little extra help. Cody was one of them. And since I've been in with him, I, we he's built a museum, Ben Johnson Cowboy Museum. Yeah, his Buck and Flamingo's gone, you know, worldwide looking. He started his turquoise deal, all this stuff. And I just I wanted to help, just you know, along the way. So we did, and. And just helping encourage people and helping them figure out ways to, to look outside and do different things. Most of these folks, they have all the they have it all themselves. They just need somebody to, to help come dream with them. And I'm a dreamer, so we did that with other companies around town. There's the Waterbird Galleries, a good friend of mine. We're starting a, a new museum over in Fairfax, Oklahoma, based off of just you know kind sharing. You know, uh, we just we work with each other. I just help. I, I mean, I'm not in their pocket. They're not mine. We're just friends, and we 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 work together. We just we idea together. In all this. I personally met some some very interesting people in this town. I became very very involved in the history. Uh, ended up doing the becoming the, the uh, doing the official book tour for the Killers of the Flower Moon, which is a, a book that tells the history of the Osage in uh, in this county and what happened to them in the past. There's a, a movie with Leonardo DiCaprio, Mark Scorsese is going to be made at some point. Um, our our property turned out is going to be one of the, the backdrops for this movie too. So we've, we've just got really involved with all these things. And in doing so, I'll become friends with the author of the book where I got the, you know, the permission to become the official book teller, you know, storyteller and, and these women that we met me personally, the hotel is, is great. And we turned it into a new, it's a, it's a boutique hotel. And ultimately we're trying to build everything up around us too, because it's more than a, it's a tourism hub. And right now it's just kind of like a place to eat. And there's been some folks that have been putting in, when we came in, we had one of the only hotels right there in town. It was it was the only one right there on that street. And the Frontier Building, which uh, it's the Frontier Hotel now, but it was originally the Triangle Building, and they turned that into a full-on hotel, which is magnificent. Then Ray turned part of her place into a boarding house um, type deal because these people need somewhere to stay. But on top of that, there's shopping everywhere. But but there's there's major pieces still missing. And I personally have been endeavoring to do more entertainment-based stuff and things of that nature. I started off with a horse-drawn carriage that was there on the regular. And through, you know, all these events and everything, it just it, we had to kind of let it go for a while. 
we'll bring it back, I'm sure. But we had the very first. I mean, this was a this was on on demand type carriage rides at all times, and we had them down there parked in front of the mercantile, and it just it was a, it was a great time. Then I had a buddy of mine come up. He was a helicopter pilot down in in Tulsa. Had a business called Tulsa Choppers. His name was Chuck, and Chuck and I developed a, a tour, a helicopter tour. It was the most magnificent thing I've ever seen. Wild mustangs, eagles, waterfalls, buffalo, cattle, uh, quarries. It was it was this amazing thing that we built. And right as we got it, we had it started up, and we had everything going. And unfortunately, um, he uh, he passed away in a in a helicopter oh, accident. Did not that, know that. Uh, that was that happened before. Um, before we ever get to re- release it, but we're gonna probably do something for free. And uh, I, I got his one of his best friends is a pilot or uh, Channel Six there in Tulsa. And hopefully, we can get a hold of him and maybe do a free tour someday and just something where we go video it and give it away on a virtual deal because I think Chuck cool. would like that. Yeah. But there's many, many pieces of this. And as I personally develop, I'm not just a one business person. I'm I'm a weirdo. I gotta have I don't know, like six, seven, eight, ten different businesses running at once. So in doing this, I've started this this guide service with this hospitality program. I'm developing our whole property into an entertainment uh, base of, uh, of hospitality, and just you can go shop. But I'll, I'll show you the world. I mean, the entire world around us is amazing. It's buffaloes and the history of the Osage people and we got cowboy history and there's oilman history with Frank Phillips and this, I'm a I'm a historian I'm a bit of a, a academic and, and I have a passion for these things but also I have a passion for my children so I want to teach them this stuff so that they can learn their history so they can go further out and, and, and know how to make good decisions based off of what history is telling us unfortunately these kids don't get a lot of that anymore with this uh it's all video games and everything they just don't know what their history is so i yeah. developed this into more of a history-based uh, platform something out of this whole conversation that i've gotten that i would look at or i'm sorry that i interpret is first off they're in pahuska the first thing you did was you seen your audience you could see oh, the audience. Home. There they were. They're visual. They're, it's, 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 they're standing right there. Yep. Then you said, how can I market? And it wasn't market your stuff. It wasn't market what's already there. You said, I need to market the town. It's bigger than yeah, me. Yeah. It's, it's, oh, yeah. it's, it's larger than me. It's and then I think where a lot of people, I'm not going to say mess up, but get scared and this is the way I am in my business. I I understand there's tons of injections in this world. But my whole concept and what you did was you went to everybody's business. If it's another retail store or a hotel or whatever, and it's like, look, we've got this eight-inch pie. Right now, you've got 20%. I've got 20%. Someone, okay, it goes all the way around. Let's take this eight-inch pie to a 12-inch pie. Now, your 20% you're going to retain is now larger because it's four inches bigger. So that's what I've, I've noticed with you is you still want just your little piece of the pie, but let's make the pie itself bigger for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. We, it's a, it's a share platform. I, I've personally got this concept and it's, it's, this is something me and God came up with a while back. And this is, I believe, believe in just free share ideas and, and helping one another and anything we can do to I'll do what I got to do. Now, this is something my father taught me as a farmer. I grew up on a ranch and in a farm up in the Oklahoma Panhandle. At one time, I had a place over in Kansas, uh, Attica, Kansas. I had a two-acre garden that I basically did all my own. And I did this because I had, there was a need in the town for fresh vegetables and stuff. And there was a lot of people with um, fixed incomes and things of that nature. So what I did was I planted more than I could ever use, ever. And I did it for a community in a way that where, and, and how my father would teach me was to, to always plant enough, so enough for everyone. And that's not just you and me, and it's for the, the vermin as well. You got to plant enough for waste. You know you're going to lose some of the, to, to the mice and everybody. They got to eat too. And you have enough to, to, to take and you sell some. And you make a little bit of money to cover what you're doing there. And that's and these people, people will buy it. It's good stuff to buy it. Um, what's left there, I would usually give to my family to, for their own purposes. And then everything else that was left, we would donate to folks with fixed incomes and things of that nature in that specific you know, area and what we were doing. And that kind of, that kind of mindset is what eventually led us to uh, what we're doing today 
and what just happened this last Saturday with this new live driving theater thing that we just developed. So it's just kind of a, a <laughs> that's shared, something different. <laughs> oh yeah. I hadn't even heard that one. Yeah. yeah. No. So, yeah. That's a new thing. So it's just, you know, I, you gotta be able to live, live with yourself. I don't, I don't, uh, I don't live with myself very well. If I feel like I'm taking advantage of anybody and I just want to, I want to make sure that everybody's, you know, we can all work together. Gosh, it's, I, I, I much, I'm much better with friends. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I don't like being by myself, you know, in anything. It's just, you find like-minded people you can work with and then we just help each other and we just share. Okay. Let's fast forward to today's world. It's, it's a crazy world we're living in right now. Everybody knows what's going on. Tell everyone kind of, it's your marketing, but you marketed yourself. You marketed what you were doing. You brought your kids into it and you actually were teaching them a lifelong lesson that maybe they won't grasp till they're 20, 30, till they got their own kids. Facebook, just kind of explain to everyone a little bit about what you did just recently. All right. You talk about my personal posts on my personal page. With yes, the sir. Yes, sir. Okay. So what that was, David, I, I already kind of do some of that stuff, but I only, I only did a little nit little pieces of it because before this we were around everybody and you could just you tell people what happened here's a picture look at this picture ah you know and you talk about it well that's no longer available nobody can hang out with each other i don't get to go sit around and have a beer with nobody um my wife personally in my own personal world everybody's got their own unique aspect and every vantage point we're all living our own little unique bubbles and even my wife had to uh you know she had to work in the hospital and so she lives she stays in Pasco. we house sit my folks place because they had to go take care of the ranch out in the panhandle so we're out here and we're just totally disconnected from everybody and just like everybody else you, you know when we were we were unessentials we you know or at least i was and when that happened you know nobody needs to stay in a hotel nobody wants to stay in a hotel with something like this so and and entertainment everything got shut down so we're just sitting here and kind of hunkered down and you got to keep these kids entertained you got to you got to do something with them because if you don't and you let them just go off into that little video world and the telephones and stuff they'll they'll crumble they'll they they're not going they're not going to adapt and cope they got you got you got to teach them how to cope and deal with this stuff that's a uh, that's something I learned a long time ago. I actually met my wife in a mental hospital. I'll tell you another story about that someday. But this was, you know, we worked there. But you got to figure out how to how to help others. But ultimately, first, you got to help yourself inside that bubble. So me personally, if you guys, uh, you know about writing journals and things like that, and, and it's, it's a form of coping and be able to speak to yourself inside your bubble, figure out ways to heal yourself and figure out ways to climb up and stand up after something like this. We all got a bloody nose. We all got knocked down. I mean, the entire world got smashed. But for me, I personally, I had my kids with me and everybody has their own unique ways of doing it. But I used it as like a, a form to communicate with my family and friends and let them know we we're okay. Because what I found when this happened, David, was uh, everybody's had shell shock. Many of my friends, are still, I think, maybe asleep amongst this because it was just uh, it just wiped everybody out and everybody was like hunkered down and didn't know what to do. So I just started showing them that hey, we can still live. There's still life, and if you got your kids around or anybody you can influence, whatever, whoever's inside your social bubble, whatever, take care of them. Start doing something. Don't just sit around and mope. Don't just gripe. Don't don't worry about. It. Don't don't get upset. And damn sure watch what you're doing in front of your kids. It's time to change. And whatever we were doing before, we were working two family incomes. You know, other people were taking care of our kids or, or the teachers and everybody. But when you when you come to a point like this, I found me personally that they were the most important thing in my life, and I had to protect them. And protecting them doesn't mean just physically standing over them. You know, it's their mental state. You have to protect their their fragile mind. So I personally went into a mode of I had to tell my wife what was going on so she could see, but I wanted to also show people joy, and I want to give my kids joy. So we did that in a way that we could share with others. Now, you know, you take a picture and everything, there's still going to be bad times. There's still going to be sad times and all that things. But in these images and these stories you tell, it can inspire others to do better with their families, to, to teach them that there's, there's still something worth living for. Don't give up. The thing was, this is real. It's, uh, you know, I've got personal friends who've passed from this thing and, and a lot of my wife's being in the hospital. It's real. We just have to be smarter than the average bear. And you got to teach your kids how to do that, but you got to get them to listen to you first. So that's what me personally, I was starting. I wanted to tell these stories so my wife could be like she's there because every night, when she'd come home from work, we'd sit down and we just tell, I tell her what happened for the day. I mean, I just give her the whole story. And I'm there to, 
you know, the kids can go in with it. We're, we're being animated, but in this kind of event, we don't have that. And your friends and families, we don't have that. So this and Facebook is probably the most powerful tool we have. It's become really commercialized with advertising and everything like that. But if, if you know how to use it and you, you do it right, you can, it's, it can be good. But it's a therapeutic thing. I use it like a journal. I use it personally like a journal. It helped me keep my own sense and, and, and still be able to talk to my friends. Because once you got people to start seeing it, they start talking. And I would go and I would comment on everybody. Oh, I haven't seen you. Because, you know, we just have this thing where we, like, click a button. I like that. You make a comment, like, with a smiley face or something. Hell no. Write a story. Let's talk to each other. This is because this is what we have right now. We can talk to one another using this platform. So this was something for me to help my friends and family and myself, and especially my kids and my wife, cope with the situation. And I, I used it to, as a healing platform, not just a advertising platform. Because I, I know I got folks thinking I'm, I'm trying to make some money off this thing or something. But it's, uh, you know, there are. You, the business mind is always going to be thinking about how to how to survive this because I you know we can't just live off of charity you know these stimulus packages you got to figure out how to how to build a survival form out of this and 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 we'll we'll, we'll do it we're working on like possible educational platforms for homeschool um, because this has also inspired others to think along these lines and they've come to join with what we're doing I've got folks professors very very interesting people throughout history of my own personal history and connections that colleges and stuff that where we can develop this and uh, these ideas to help um, teach others ways to survive and cope um, during this weird time that we're all sharing but it ain't over it's it just uh we have to figure new ways of communication now and this is we already got it it's all right there in front of us social media is right there yeah. We just got to figure out good ways to use it. And one thing I want to go real quick is everybody listening, look, look at the big picture of what we've talked about. Everything Scott thinks about, it's a marketing down the road. And if you're coming out with a product, you got to think down the road. You got to look instantly at what you're looking at, but then look down the road as to how it's going to be perceived, how they can learn from it, how you learn from it. Every single thing we've talked about is marketing. It's it's branding. It's it's everything you do has something. If you don't believe me, go ask the local or I'm sorry, the newest NBA player that got in trouble. That brand is going to be with him all the way down the road. Regardless exactly. if he plays 10 years and has a perfect records and sets three-point record shooting records, he is still going to be known somewhere because of what he started out with. So whatever you do in your product, whatever you do in your brand, your business, your whatever, every step has to be thought about. And that, that you made a point uh, with this uh, basketball player. So one of the things I, I want to point out, too, is in, in this futures and, and, and advertising and stuff is you, your message. Be very clear with your message. Oh, Make sure point. that you have a good message. Because here's here's something else I'll point out, and I'm just teaching my children this right now, is that we leave a digital footprint. Our everything we do is recorded. It's somewhere, especially with this new social media stuff. That you go look back at your your Facebook timelines and stuff, and it pops up every now and again. And you're like, oh, maybe I should have posted that. Well, that's the same kind of thing with your your advertising and stuff. You got to really be, you got to think really hard about what what you're going to be putting out there because you don't know what is going to come in the future. And if you can if you can put your your mind into a position where you can think into the future. And what I here's one of my 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 tricks. I'll tell you, this is um, I try to destroy every idea. If you know what I mean. If you ever watch uh, Ghost Hunters and stuff like that? They they basically go in and we'll record all this stuff, and then we're going to explain. We're going to figure out every way that this is not a ghost. You know, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's a squeeze, it's, it's a pipe, it's something, whatever. It's the same concept. So you take this idea and then you start spinning it out into the future. And you start taking it directions and, and you start thinking about all these different options and ways you can do things, but you got to think every one of them, you got to go down every single rabbit hole and figure out where that's going to end. And if it ends badly, don't go that way. Because if you can figure out ways to destroy it, then that's not the direction. If you can figure out ways that other people are going to destroy it, then change your direction or, or modulate that to a, a fixed point where these things are not going to affect you. I don't know. It's, it's my personal outlook on this is I'm always trying to look into the future of, of these different angles and, and, and directions that we take and see if how bad it could be or how good it could be. 
is it outweigh the, 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 the bad, whatever it needs to be. It just, but the message, <laughs> it has to be good. Yeah. Well, Scott, is there anything you want to go around else that I haven't brought up? I don't know. I, I could tell you what we just did this last Saturday. Do you want to hear that? that uh, yeah, let's go for it. Okay. Well, on that message, what we just mentioned, I, there's a really good one that I learned um, with you, and uh, it really speaks a lot to me because your logo is just, it's so cool, but the word, it's not just barbecue, it's butcher. And you have a tagline that says, trust your butcher. Now, me, to what that spoke to me, Scott Trotter, was I have a history where I remember butchers. I remember seeing butchers at the, I spent time at the at the locker where we, you know, I, I personally spent time helping butcher animals and stuff like that because, you know, I, I know where our food comes from. These kids don't know where it comes from. And, and that, to me, was the most important thing with you and what you did. And all the different little weird names people come up with, all the niche stuff and everything, they're fantastic. But you had the word butcher. And you, sir, I became friends with you. You took me to your hometown, and you showed me these old grocery stores and everything. You started off working as a butcher. You were a butcher. And then you you learn, you can teach people how to cut meat, you know, because meat is... And how butchering is done is, is it's it's the core of everything that people don't understand. Kids think that you just, you go buy it and it's done. You know, you can buy a pork loin, and by God, there's there's pork ribs, there's pork chops, there's everything right inside that one pork loin. And all you gotta do is get a knife and know how to cut it. And you do you do that, and you show people how to do that kind of stuff. That was one of the most impressive, endearing things for me with with what you were doing is because you weren't just some dude throwing some season on there. You know what it took to get that animal, well, thank and you, and that meat a lot. to the to to the plate. And that that's nobody knows this man. There's, there's people don't know how this works. You know these folks like myself and you, and you, we've been in that kind of stuff. But the new generations don't know it they're not taught this stuff and it's uh, we're having a resurgence of that you know these what's happening here my father is a rancher in, in the cattle market i know what's going on and then there's people all around they're starting to do their own butchering have you noticed that yes i have people are start that is the revolution and that's where this product you're doing and this kind of stuff that that's why this is important now butcher barbecue yep well, thank you. What's happened at this point, I'm not sure if you're aware, but usually around this time of our podcast, I go out to the warehouse, I get a great big injection needle, and I inject my guest with a truth serum. So I'm going to, ah. I've injected you. I'm going to ask you a question <laughs> and you have to answer honestly. All right. All right. I always speak to- truth, so it's not going to be easy for me. It's, I'm down. <laughs> if you had to compare yourself to a fictional character, who would it be? Oh my gosh, uh, Mr. Spock! Mr. Spock! Oh, how come? How come? I believe in logic. Okay, it's, no. it's uh, real simple. Yeah, it is. That was a simple, simple explanation. Okay, next one. Would you rather have the hiccups for the rest of your life, or always feel like you need to sneeze and can't? Oh my gosh! <laughs> wow, that's a that's a good one. Uh, you know, I think I could get by with the the sneezing better than I could the uh, the hiccups. Uh, I, <laughs> I know, I know that's a, that's a, that's a real thing. And, and, and people, uh, yeah, there's cartoons about that. Kill me, kill me, kill me. That's right. There is. That's I'll take why, a I come up with that one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Since we're a food-based podcast, um, let, let's go with this for your opinion. Okay. Name the worst topping that can go on a pizza. Pineapple. A burger. Ketchup. Ice cream. God, is there anything bad that can go on ice cream? Uh, I can go with that one. That's easy. Uh, barbe- one. Oh, okay. All right. Barbecue sauce. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. What's the worst thing? This will be the last one. Baked potato. Mm, gosh. I don't know. I used to love Rubicons and they put everything on there. I'm just trying to uh, ice cream. <laughs> okay. There you go. Well, that's, that's good right there. Scott, I really appreciate your time. I know how busy you are because we've been trying to do this for a long time. At least it's been in my mind. I, I want to say thank you. Um, is there anywhere, social media, anywhere you want to put out there for folks that can get a hold of you? And let's yeah, just be I, real. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I would like to just real quick too also this. Um, one of the things we, we basically had to reboot everything. So I want to invite you and, and others to our, our boutique hotel in Tahuska at the historic Whiting. We're developing it to where we're going to have the nights that we're open. We're going to have almost set out on the balcony or down in our new theater. 
I'm going to regale folks with history of the, the area and, and everything that I've, I've come across in my travels. And uh, we're bringing music each night if we can and pr- providing these things. But we this last Saturday, May 16th, we started the very first ever live drive-in theater in the historic downtown Pahuska. Oh, and we, wow. we turned our entire second floor, floor balcony, it's an entire block-long balcony, we turned it into a giant community performance stage. And Saturday had the very first Wild West um, variety show. It's called Living History in, in the Oklahoma Territory. We had U.S. Marshals, bandits from the day, Bell Star, and and many others who were there, and performers. We had cowboy poets. Uh, had Rooster Cogburn, one of my best friends. Uh, he's a professor down there at Pawnee College. His name is Clarence Benish. And great guy, but we're developing a lot of interesting things. But we actually set up and, and we built a drive-in theater in downtown Pahuska. It's never been there before. And that we had our so first cool. show. So I invite you to come. This, we're going we're gonna to be doing this on the reg, and I'll, I'll let you know as we go. But we had to do something, and, and as the climate changed, we had it. We just yeah. had something. I was already working on something, and it's just like, well, just figure out how to mold everything you've got into a new platform to fit now. Because what we had worked then, but doesn't work now. So you better figure out. And that's where we, David, we have to figure out ways to think outside that box and, and help others. This is a charity um, um, event that we had to help our, our local children. we got like 700 kids that are being fed twice a day in this town, this one little town. But it's an idea that everybody in all communities in the whole state can utilize, and I want to share it with everyone. And I'll, I'll talk to anybody, anybody in this state, any any rural community, you name it, call me. I'll come talk to you. We'll figure out a way to make it work for you, too. I just, I don't have no money. We're just, it's just an idea thing. Let's figure stuff out. Yeah. Ultimately, folks, he just stated in that sentence before this one, we had a plan before all this. You better change your plan, or you better be open to change because it just changed for you. Yeah, you didn't have a choice. It happened. That's right. Now, figure it out. Scott, I appreciate you. I appreciate everyone listening in. This was a long one, but I'm just going to say <laughs> that it is full of nuggets all the way through this conversation. Yep, and, and, and uh, the kind of nuggets, the, the gold ones, uh, not the ones I'd find out in the past year when I was a kid. So thank you all. <laughs> Scott, thanks a lot. I want everyone to make sure that you like and share this uh, podcast. We've got a lot of great information in here. I want to pass it on, let everybody learn from it. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Smash that subscribe button and be ready for Butcher's next podcast.